genre. to the Doctor's Companion presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today on the show, we will be discussing both Aliens of London and World War III, the, uh, two, 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 the two parts of the Ninth Doctor's fourth story. Uh, which is written by uh, showrunner... Russell T. Davies and directed by Keith Boak um, mm. or Bach. I don't know. Uh, and this uh, this this episode, um, a couple of interesting things. So so this is part of the this episode was filmed in the first block uh, with Rose, um, which uh, which I believe Keith Boak uh, also wrote um, or I'm sorry, directed um, and. What's interesting is they they filmed it in the first block because you know they're both like contemporary London stories, but um, a lot of things went wrong with the story because uh, number one, uh, so first of all they they shot this story actually um, they 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 sort of in that block they shot all of the all three of those episodes sort of like all out of order um, and. So the first thing that they ever shot for the show uh, was in this episode, um, not in uh, not in Rose, which is uh, interesting. But uh, it's it's so they they shot the whole thing, and then toward the end of it, uh, Boke was running over, running his like production was just going too slow, and he needed more time. So they gave him more time. Uh, and he shot a little bit more, but then when they edited the stories together, they realized that they were about 20 minutes short. Wow. And so they went back during the third block and shot bonus material, uh, that included like stuff in Rose's apartment, um, and in the TARDIS interior. So there's stuff like where he's tracking the spaceship uh, that was uh, added later. And then the stuff with Jackie sort of interrogating um, interrogating Rose in the kitchen that was added later. Uh, things like that. So there was like a lot of just stuff that they just added in, you know, like two production uh, production rounds later. And then... They also like all of the news uh, bits, all of the stuff that they um, watch on the TV, because a lot of the a lot of the TV stuff, you don't watch people watching it. You sort of like cut to the TV and you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that stuff was shot in the during the second block. So hmm. there was just they just shot these episodes like all out of order and all over the place. It was kind of a mess. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so there's that. And then what's interesting is that the um, the uh, I guess the the inspiration for the story and for the uh, Slavine clan were actually um, inspired by the Aubertides, the uh, the family from uh, Paul Cornell's novel Human Nature, which he would later adapt into an actual episode in series three. So, Oh yeah. Um, just the idea of like a family of bad guys. Uh, that was, uh, <laughs> he just, he kind of took that from, uh, they, he just kind of, yeah, he, he nicked that from human nature. And then, uh, also it was just in general sort of inspired by, um, something called, uh, quarter mass in the pit, which is like a 1958 science fiction serial. Um, and then also, and that, that was for part one, just like the idea of like everyone sort of, uh, dealing with this, you know, the idea of like an alien, sure. uh, well, what it means London to them or, personally. Right. 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 <laughs> um, the, the part two, which was set, you know, almost entirely at 10 Downing street, which was actually the original title for the episode, which I kind uh, of prefer. Yeah. I kind of dig it. Yeah. World War Three is just it's too much, I think. It's overkill. Um and doesn't it doesn't really uh I don't know. Like it doesn't it doesn't really feel like the episode to me. Yeah, it's like it's like yeah, kinda. There's like a million episodes that could have been called World War Three. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh but but yeah, so the 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 part 2 was actually of all things was actually inspired by a girls allowed music video for the song Jump which oh, is Oh my god. Yeah, which is the mm. song that <laughs> Hugh Grant as the prime minister uh dances to in Love Actually. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Damn it, guys, I'm so happy right now. That's the yeah. most <laughs> that's the most on-brand shit I've ever heard. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Bravo, RTD. That's what inspired everything in uh, Tim Downing Street. Oh my god! Talk about like, being they're, true they're, to yourself. They're like run, they're like uh, the 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 girls of the uh, of the titular girls allowed. Of course, um, they break into Ten Downing Street in the music video yes, uh, in the yeah. middle of the night, and then mm-hmm. just sort of like walk Killer around room. Ten Downing Street while like clips from Love Actually play. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I guess really the thought process miss, was I, just like, oh yeah, I want to like, I, I want to have a Doctor Who episode where they run around Ten Downing Street. That seems fun. Mm-hmm. So, and there it is. here you go, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. So point, point A to point B. <laughs> yeah, and then the the final uh, the final like interesting bit of uh, trivia is that um, when uh, Aliens of London and World War Three aired specifically aliens of london when aliens of london aired uh it was also the day that uh the announcement came that david tennant would be playing the 10th doctor oh wow Hmm. really yep that seems really early uh not really when you consider like it didn't happen in the christmas special it happened in the finale of this season yeah we're about oh. halfway through the season, so you know, makes sense because they had That's to. Sad. 
Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it is. It, and I mean, everyone knew going into Rose that Eccleston, that the show had been picked up for a second season and that Eccleston wasn't returning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So everyone that. already knew with the first episode that Christopher Eccleston would be regenerating at the end of the season. That's a bummer. Yeah. Wow, he just already knew. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he hated working on the show because he didn't like he didn't like the crew and he hated Russell T. Davies. So But hadn't they worked together before? Like that's why he hired him in the first place? Or he was hired in the first place? Is that is that right? Yeah, he he was in um he was in I don't know what it's called, that um it's like a Jesus parable thing in modern day. And isn't that oh. by Russell T? I don't know. Oh. I haven't okay. heard of that. I'm not sure. Um, I am unfamiliar with that. But in any event, like he just didn't like his his take on Doctor Who. He was excited about the Doctor and mm-hmm. what he had done, what 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 uh, he had brought to the like the new dimensions that he had brought to the Doctor as a character. But then, like the program as a whole, the tone of the show and everything, he was not a fan of, mm. um, and <laughs> expressed his concerns. And Russell T basically shut him out, uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, he left. That sucks. Yep. You know, it's so funny. You say you, you say problems with the tone, and and my brain just flashes with images of uh, of this episode. Yep. And I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, you know, just like and and again, no disrespect to Christopher Eccleston as a actor or as, as a performer i don't you know he does a he's a, he does a terrific job in this show and stuff that isn't this show but yeah i mean this this is such a specific flavor of television uh that i mean it's 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 just so silly mm-hmm. that yeah I, I i i can see a certain kind of actor not being into that or not seeing the 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 fun in that you know yeah yeah, for sure. Uh, so I, I just want to get this part out of the way, so that okay. I can talk about all the stuff that I do like. Yeah, well, better this. out than in. Yeah. Oh God. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no AO. Um, uh, I uh, yeah, I hate all of I hate all of the the farting is the stupidest thing, and I don't I don't think. I don't think the Slitheen are scary and I don't <laughs> no, I don't not. think I don't think they're particularly interesting and yeah. I think that the performances by all of the actors playing the Slitheen in this episode are I, I in my for 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 me just mm-hmm. w- some of the worst acting of this show. Um I think they're terrible what uh, l- l- long-time dueling genre listeners may know but it, it, if, if you don't uh scott corelli not a fan of the fart joke on the best of days no <laughs> so no, i'm not i've never i've just never thought farts are funny um i don't i don't understand what's funny about them mm-hmm. uh it's like oh they make a noise i don't know and, and, my, and my, <laughs> they become synonymous like, I, with you in my in, in my mind every time i i see a Something like a, like a fart joke. I just like, oh, Scott would hate that. And so this yeah. was this was a delight. 
for that. Oh, oh my man. goodness. <laughs> I so so cuz my my issue I guess with the with the farting aliens like it's one thing like there's a way to do this that I I don't want to use the word tastefully, but there but there is a better way of doing this fart joke. Mm-hmm. Because okay, the concept of the farting is that it's it's a gas exchange, something to do with helping them breathe or make space in their skin suit or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like I I understand that. Why are they laughing? Like, why do they know what farts are? Why do they think they're funny? Yeah. like They're not actually farting. So why is that funny? Like, there's a version of this where they're not laughing. Like, they're just doing it and they're They're not laughing. They're just like playing it straight. Yeah. And everyone else is just like, are you serious? Are they (laughs) just like farting in the middle of our cabinet meeting? That is better. I think then mm. them all just like farting and cackling and talking about their booties. And it's just, it, it is, it is, it is some of it, I, I mean, arguably it is some of the worst writing that Russell T has ever done. Um, it's just awful. It's just gleeful in its stupidity. And I hate it. I hate it's, it so much. It is. It, 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 it's, it's, it's Doctor Who. I mean, like, this would be a silly episode of the Sarah Jane Adventures. Yeah. Well, well yeah. And then Didn't the, they come back for right, the Sarah the Jane Adventures? Right. The Selene become, like, I think the main, like, antagonist of, like, the first season of uh, – Well, of course. They were made that. for that show. They, right. they, they disguised themselves as, like, big, portly, interesting-looking adults that, like, fart and giggle and <laughs> then reveal themselves to be, like, kind of, like, strong, sad – like these big weird <laughs> kind of pot bellied Yeah, no, just such oh, a man. weird I mean memorable, I guess, but like I mean I can I can think of the Slothene quicker than I can think of like the Fisher King, but mm-hmm. God at what cost, you know? Yeah. Like, I I just I think they're truly awful. I really do. But <laughs> This is uh this is going to be uh, one one more thing. Okay. Uh, one one more bad thing and then we'll just stop talking about how awful they are. Uh the we'll try. Cliff yeah, we'll try. I'll try really hard everyone listening. Um the cliffhanger to episode 1 being a silent but deadly joke is one of the wor- nothing about that makes sense. Number one, I don't understand why they know what farting is, which I've already brought up. Two, not only do they understand what farting is, but they can make a silent but deadly joke. They haven't even been on the planet for like 12 hours. That's not true. Isn't that what the crash landing is? Isn't that what they arrived in? No. They've They've been there for like months. Oh. Okay. Well, in any event. Point. Silent but deadly joke is a step too far. Sure. Um and it's uh it's it's just like I I I honestly believe that if this is an example of someone of a writer who made it based on the talent of their writing, absolutely, and then got into a position where they could do whatever they wanted and they write they just write garbage that would not 
if they were not already a professional writer, that everyone would be like, this is awful. This is really, really bad. Um, don't let anyone read this. This is terrible. Uh, like, I just can't imagine these things in a script. That's how bad they are. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just can't imagine reading a script with these fart jokes and just being like, yes, a professional writer wrote this. <laughs> It's insane to me. Yeah. Like um, I'm, I'm imagining now like Christopher Eccleston at the table read. Yeah. And just being really just, – just getting more and more uncomfortable. Like, I, the- don't, I don't belong. Yeah. I can understand why he was put off if this was like one of the first stories that they worked on. Yeah. Uh, because Especially is- after how great Rose is. Yeah. Because this is easily the weakest story of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um. And I almost wonder if there's some blame to be had on the on the uh, on the side of uh, Keith Boak, because arguably the the most silly, like kid show bad stuff are in his three episodes. Mm. Um, because like, like the all trash the stuff can with turning into the, right. the trash yeah, can yeah, monster, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Mickey being like pizza, um, <laughs> all of that, Every all of that crap. Uh, that's all. That's all Keith Boak. So I, I wonder, did he direct ever again on this show after no. this? No, he didn't. Good. I don't believe so. I right. yeah, I didn't recognize his name at all. And you know, it, I was rewatching it, this. It's such a shame because you know you you look at the those episodes and those moments that, that we were just talking about. And it's, 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 it's so completely not the show that we've, we've all became in love. We've all fall, fallen in love with over this past mm-hmm. decade. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you kind of look at Christopher Eccleston and it, it's like, well, like that's not really the hand he was dealt. Right. Which is a shame. Cause it's like, like, you, you know, maybe he would be more warm to the idea of returning if he had more of, kind of those moments and those stories. Yeah. And I think at a certain point, I I think Russell T knew that he was making Christopher Eccleston uncomfortable and knew that he was going to leave and then just started doing things that made him even more uncomfortable. Yeah. Just like committed. Yeah. Like, like if you think about it, like the game show episode, um, you know, with like him and the big brother house and stuff like that's all, really goofy too oh but i Uh, love that stuff no i mean i that one that's fine but i'm I'm talking about um from the perspective of christopher eccleson of just like what am i doing Mm -hmm. like what is this you know um i don't know it's Mm -hmm. uh it's 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 weird and it's the saline are not are not good that being said again the sequel to this is one of the best episodes of the season and if i'm not mistaken fart free uh, probably that's probably why you like it yeah <laughs> yeah um so i don't know this is uh ugh. Ugh. i'm just getting flashes of of what's her face like like farting and squatting and shaking Dan- your butt I just kind of <laughs> dancing doing a little butt fart ugh. dance Ugh. awful 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 anyway okay yeah like what's directing that, that like What's that? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, okay. Done talking about that. All right. So let's talk about the good stuff. Uh, because all of the character stuff in this is is just everything that you love about the Russell T. Davies yes. era. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, it's so good. Uh, I so the, from 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 go coming back and Rose thinking that she's only back. She's only been gone for ten minutes, and then the doctor realizing that he made a mistake and that you know they've been gone for or I'm sorry, twelve hours, and then uh, he made a mistake and that he's they've been gone for twelve months. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh is is fun. Uh, I, I, I wonder what the process of coding the TARDIS is. Um, like where did he drop the zero? I don't know. <laughs> or add a zero or something. Um, but is this like I, one of the first times that this happens in like New Who? I mean, it, it would, it would, it would become such a staple later on. It, definitely in New Who. Mm-hmm. Um, the TARDIS makes, has made mistakes in Classic Who. Constantly. Simil- yeah, constantly. But it's usually not something like this it's usually She's not, not a good at her job thing, right usually it's like a a placement thing like oh well, i thought i was going to london at this time and then with, um, oh no we're somewhere else now oh my god we just talked about it the visitation because right. he he wants to drop tegan off at the airport and he goes to where heathrow is going to be but he's like three centuries early right 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 so. right, right right yeah um so yeah i don't know uh, we're jackie it's yeah, it's it's a it's a dark move. Uh and and it's and it's really like interesting realistic approach to it. Mm-hmm. Like I think the reason that I'm I'm so annoyed by Mickey most of the time is because I tend to skip this episode and, and so <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't see that like oh yeah, there was a year where everyone thought he was a murderer. Yeah. Um <laughs> Because of because of this idiot in the blue box, yeah, um, and, and because Jackie just pulled a total like Gone Girl, like the best friend in Gone Girl. Uh huh. I was like, hey, I know he did it. He did it. Right. Yeah. No, but you understand, Jackie. also, you know. Yeah, of course. No. Like, what? What? What else yeah. was she supposed to? I. One of the things I really do love about about both parts of these, mm-hmm. and 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 I think it's the kind of the secret sauce of 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 this season of the show and this era of the show, unfortunately. Um, is Russell D. Davis just has such a, uh, a, a point of including Doctor Who in the context of like blue collar working class England. Mm-hmm. And this is such a show that, 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 that has its eyes on like the streets and the neighborhoods and how, how are regular people reacting to this? And mm-hmm. it's, it's just so interesting because the, the, the deeper I get into this, quagmire this this one beautiful maze of, of a show is is i i get to see how unprecedented that was and mm-hmm. it, it really was like a new angle on on the show that no one had, had done before and i i think it's it's at its most useful in in these two episodes yeah i agree with that um there is a uh there's a bit here with um that well there's a few bits that all kind of connect to like a really nice uh just a really nice sort of overarching canon theory uh about the doctor that i i like i mean you know you you watch this and you know that russell t didn't know anything about you know like the war doctor or <laughs> any of that mm-hmm. um cuz that's all a moffat sort of retcon right but it's it's interesting that you know when uh when rose asked the doctor how old are you and he says 900 years old uh it's i i like the idea that you know cuz like later 
I think the 10th doctor says that he's like younger than that or like barely older than that. And then like the 11th doctor says he's like, I like, you know, like the ages are always all over the place. Right. And, uh, and Moffat has always been like, Ooh, the doctor lies. Okay. Whatever. Like a PTA. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what I like about it in the context of like the overarching mythology of the show is that the doctor doesn't know how old he is now because he refuses to count the years that he was the war doctor. And so he's lost track. Oh yeah. It's, it's oh. like, and I, and I really like that. Um, as a, again, not something that Russell T would have any idea, any inkling of knowing right here, but as a, as a viewer of, as, as in, and someone who wants to make sense of the show as a whole, <laughs> that works as a retcon for me. And I like that. Interesting. Yeah. He's sort of like, like he, he, he disassociated during that, that period. Right. Right. Um, it just makes the age problem yeah. work for me in a way mm-hmm. that no other explanation has ever done. I think when he was when he was busy bringing the hurt, right? To John Hurt. <laughs> that was pretty. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, speaking of bringing the hurt, the other thing that I like about that is that you know, as we know, the Ninth Doctor is fresh off the Time War, and he has a way with soldiers in this story mm-hmm. that I found really interesting. Um, that's sort of like when he accidentally walks into that room of soldiers and they all point their guns at him. And then he's just like, you know, you lot follow me. And they're just like, I, I guess we're, I guess he's, I guess he's our new leader now. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> What else, what else can we do? Yeah. We'll just start taking orders from this guy. Um, I, I like that. He's sort of, you know, he's pulling the hurt, uh, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, and and just you know taking control of the situation and sort of uh pulling up that that sort of war doctory uh mentality to take control of those soldiers it's cool i like that yeah yeah as far as the continuity thing though cuz he he sees like this no name like unit person on the security camera or whatever and he's like yeah. oh yeah i know that guy but like when, like when, like when would that have happened? You know, you know what I mean? Because like the eighth doctor was off doing whatever the eighth doctor was doing. And then the war yeah. doctor was busy. Loving so, yeah. I don't know. I don't Well, it, well, uh, the, the seventh doctor dealt with unit often. Yeah. He loved um, those guys. Yeah, so I assume I assume probably Seventh Doctor related. Like maybe he was like a maybe that person was like a private when the Seventh Doctor was in like the was bumming around or whatever. Yeah, and then and then you know I love the later. I love the idea of Sylvester McCoy just chilling in the mid nineties with his sweater vest. Yeah, <laughs> don't we all? Yeah, um, gradually letting his hair get like longer, like kind of shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Riding that rabbit sleigh. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Through the nineties, <laughs> listening to Public Enemy. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> um, going like yeah, fair. Uh, so um, uh, this episode also starts the sort of ongoing. Oh hell yeah! Let's do this. 
Oh, okay. No, no, no. What do you, yeah, what no, do you no, think please, I'm no. going to say? Because I, I bet I'm not going to say what you thought I was going to say. Oh, okay. But you go now. No, no. What were you going to say? What? what? I thought, Your, I thought, yours is more is obviously more interesting. You're really excited about it. I thought we were going to talk about our favorite uh, our, our, our favorite public uh, servant of uh, Britain. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead. Let's our talk favorite. about her. Well, now, now I feel weird. <laughs> You're the one that bur- burst into the room. <laughs> I, was thought, like... I thought we were simpatico, but we weren't. <laughs> Well, okay, let's talk about Harriet Jones because we're Nick and I are talking about uh, talking about her a lot on Shaun of the Dead uh, Cornetto Minute. Yeah, mm-hmm. Penelope um, Walton. Yeah, which which was actually a, you know that came out a year before this, which mm-hmm. is weird to think about because Did of how old really? this looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaun of the Dead was released in two thousand four, so they shot it in two thousand three. This is two thousand five. What the so. f? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's amazing what different camera, different different <laughs> quality cameras can do oh to the goodness. age of your thing. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah. But no, she Penelope Wilton is just a, a, a delight in this episode, and I could, I mean, if we were doing this minute by minute, we could we could go. Up. She makes great. She makes total Barbara faces um, <laughs> in in both parts of these. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I just I don't know like. Harriet Jones is just such a it's such such a brilliant character and just something that I don't know like it, whenever people want to dismiss Doctor Who is just like oh it's you know nerd crap I'm like no but like Harriet Jones is like a great character like you I don't know and like she has a, such a tragic arc and I think right now in 2017 I think like like this isn't even she's even more Mm-hmm. I was like, God, she would. The internet would freak out if Harriet Jones like came out like yeah. t- today. I think what's really interesting about her is that, um, and about about her performance uh, is that she's not really that different from Barbara, but she's completely different from Barbara. Yeah, like I I, I love how she is how Harriet Jones the character doesn't shy away from being a nurturing or maternal mm-hmm. figure or, or person, but is still like, but doesn't also like th- th- that doesn't have to mean weakness, you know? And she's also very polite. She has yes, manners, kind. you know, like both times she says the word fart, she apologizes. Um, and <laughs> she's then, just so and, decent. And then there's that bit where she, uh, where the, where the doctor like passes her the alcohol and she goes, you pass to the left first. And he's like, Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, or like when they both when they both kind of got the same Hannibal reference. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I yeah. like I think I like Harriet Jones in this episode specifically because she is at the same time very out of place, but also mm-hmm. like right at home with what's going mm-hmm. on. Like mm-hmm. she, ah, uh, I don't know. Like she's like you. She's very like you know stiff, like British, like very restrained and polite but she's able to like roll with it mm-hmm. with what's happening too so i i love ah oh, man she's so good she, and like she catches her she catches herself saying slovene yeah <laughs> she's like, oh god i can't believe i'm saying that just talking about this like it's normal mm-hmm. um no she's uh she just she's great and you watch this episode and you're like oh man I can't wait for her to be prime minister and I think my biggest issue 
is that, uh, you know, next time we see her, she is prime minister. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor immediately takes that away from her. And like, there's that bit in this when she said, when he says like, oh yeah, she's future prime minister. She was prime minister for three terms. And I'm like, no, she wasn't. I don't, cause I think, cause wasn't she like at the height of her power or whatever when the Christmas thing happens? I don't know how far in advance that is. I always assumed it was only like nine months from now, tops, I don't, like I don't, whatever the next, the following Christmas is. I don't know. Oh, yeah. The idea that that's after three terms of her being prime minister is yeah. crazy. Because if that's the case, then what the doctor says about her makes a lot more sense. Like, it's still, like, super problematic and I never have liked it. But, like... Sure, yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, if she's already served three terms, it's like like Churchill. Like, you know, like, Churchill's, like... Not at the height of his power, and then he comes back, and everyone's like, ugh, that's, you know, like, ugh, maybe right. we shouldn't have. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I love the crown. I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe because- that'll, may- I, I was, I was going to say, maybe it'll clear up when we watch, uh, when we watch that episode. <laughs> oh, we that's already- right. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I kind of want to go back because I know that that was also written by Russell T. So, right. I don't know if he would be not careless enough, but like, not aware enough of what he had already written to not mm-hmm. go back and, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Check. I'll watch it know. around it, Christmas time. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely stuck out to me um, as a, as a weird moment of. Like a self-sabotage. Oh, you, yeah. Where it was like, oh, you really respected this character and then you suddenly don't like, you know, nine episodes later. Yeah. Um. It's kind of weird. Uh, but uh, I also – it could also have something maybe to do with the fact that like Russell Russell T is like trying to show the ways in which the Doctor changes, changes. between regenerations. Or it's like Eccleston really respected her but Tenet doesn't mm-hmm. maybe. Well, um, I think that if we go with the whole like War Doctor thing, Eccleston mm-hmm. would be more – proactive and okay with violence in some cases whereas tenet's right. like nah right um and just in general i think i think eccleston uh in this i it's just so his doctor is so unlike any other eccleston role <laughs> i've ever seen him in yeah uh and i i wish he would do something with a with a character that has a similar tone to the doctor at some point. If he if he's never going to play this part again in a in a, you know, in a uh, whatever a reunion episode or whatever, um anniversary special or a big finish something, I would really like to see him play a more lighthearted character again because mm-hmm. it's it's so nice it's just really nice, like <laughs> yeah, like he, seeing he seems him so, sort yeah. of take over the 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 cabinet room or whatever, like the press junket room, um, and just being the doctor and just you know, uh, just sort of like talking his way through the problem and mm-hmm. and you know just sort of not even really commanding the room because he's not doing it in like a performance in a way that's. Uh, commanding it's just like he's just a commanding presence because he's interesting and i don't know i 
I I just yeah. really love Eccleston a lot, and I wish I just wish there was more of him. I really do. I, I found myself uh, really noticing how just kind of simply chuffed he was at the beginning when he he thought that he was seeing like first contact. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he he was so comfortable, just like no, I'm just gonna hang back. Like I just I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. Like, yeah, that that that's interesting. Like that's not really a a, a tune we hear from this character a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that first contact idea, uh, you know, it starts an ongoing trend in Russell T Davies era about how uh, the, the the like London and Earth in general should be fully aware of aliens, but every time he solves the problem, they all choose to pretend it never happened. Um, right. Which is, you know, in retro in retrospect, it's just like a really weird move, Russell T. Like, like way to way to find a way to like kind of have your cake and eat it. You know, I want to do um, it again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, first contact again. It's and like again. he. Only, it's like he only likes the first thirty minutes of Ed any movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like I only like the parts where it's a bunch of different people finding out about the thing. Yeah. So I'm just going to do watch, that. And sitting time. around and watching the news and talking about the news. Different and talking real about life. how it's going to change everything. I like making real life TV people say fake things. <laughs> I, 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 I really like people to talk about how things are going to change. I don't actually like changing them. This will <laughs> – remember the, remember the thing where it was – and the whole world was waiting for like Barack Obama's speech that was going to like fix the economy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I just remember being like, "This is oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a weird one." Was that was that was that end of time? Is yes, I think was. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, and and speaking of uh, the world politics, I like the fact that he not only do we jump forward a year in time so that we can have the whole you know drama mm-hmm. in that and and Rose being missing, but then we also. Uh, get out of that sort of, you know, a comfort in the British political system not being the one that viewers knew because this is a year in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, so right, there's yeah. that they have that line where Rose, where he's just like, "Who's the prime minister?" And she's like, "I don't know who anyone is. I've been gone for a year." Mm-hmm. And I just really, it's a really clean way of uh, not having to worry about that. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah, because it makes it like, like timeless almost. Because it's not tied down to like, oh yeah, this is the president and mm-hmm. this is who's in power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of a you know when you when you displace a character like that, whether it's like Marty McFly not knowing about the fifties, just like the audience, it 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 it's just kind of a way to endear us to them, and yeah. it's sort it's like a trick to make your thing both. Of the era and like out of it mm-hmm. in a very kind of clever way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, one of my favorite scenes, I think, in the uh, in in this two parter, is the bit where the doctor is trying to figure out where oh. the Slovene are from, and he has uh, Harriet and Rose sort of regurgitating facts that they know about them mm-hmm. um to him and he keeps saying Nar- narrows it down narrows it down um i really like that i really like that scene because it's 
it's a very doctory scene. Like the idea that he has an encyclopedic knowledge of every planet in the universe. Yeah. Is awesome. <laughs> I just love and that. And he gets like yeah, this and- manic look on his face. Like you can mm-hmm. tell he's like like a computer running a program or something behind yeah. behind it's it's great. I love that scene. Oh, it's so good. Uh and then we get our first we get our first we get our first instance of uh Raxacora Cephalopatorius, um mm-hmm. which is just the greatest name for a planet. Uh, <laughs> I just I just love it. And the way that he says it where he's just so excited and he just said the most ridiculous I mean he might as well have said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. <laughs> It's just a complete nonsense word, and he's so excited that he knows it. And it's, I don't know, I really like that. Um, also, uh, listeners of the Cornetto Minute will will appreciate this. Uh, so, <laughs> at the end of this, after um, after they solve the problem, uh, we we have that bit where. Jackie is like, oh, you know, like, let's have the doctor over. Um, I'll make shepherd's pie and uh, we'll eat and we'll have a little something to drink and we'll talk and I'll figure this guy out and see if I'm cool with you hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rose invites the doctor over and says, uh, you know, my mom's going to make tea. Yeah. And I had always... While watching this, I was like, oh, I guess she's going to make tea with the shepherd's pie. Um, <laughs> but I, I – I, until we did Cornetto Minute and we had British listeners letting us know, I had no idea that tea was another word for dinner. Oh, yeah. It's like the evening meal. Yeah, well, I didn't we know didn't that. know that. Oh. We did not know that. Um, That's funny. And uh, this is the first time watching this that I was like, oh, I know what she's talking about now. <laughs> so – Thank you, listeners of the Cornetto Minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will say that the first couple times that I saw this, I thought that Harriet Jones was a journalist. But then being able to, like, I don't know, maybe I've just watched a lot of British stuff since first watching this. So when she says MP, I'm like, oh, she's a politician. She's not a journalist. And then everything yeah. just made so much more sense. Yeah. So she's, I guess that's, a- my, that's my tea moment. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I think she definitely has a a journalistic sort of Lois Lane vibe yeah, about her. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah, well she just kind of has that sort of Jimmy Stewart like Judy digging Hopps for the truth. Kind of, yeah, right. kind of. Yeah. 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 No, I this I This is what all why, this uh, is this is the fantasy. This is who we wish all elected officials could could be like. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Uh, yeah. And I, and, and, you know, going back to Mickey, I think Mickey's really good in this story. Um, I love how quick he is to forgive Jackie because he's sort of, he's, he's very relieved that Rose is okay. And he, he doesn't blame Jackie for the way she treated him Mm -hmm. because he blames the doctor for taking Rose away. Like he knows what happened to Rose. And so he doesn't blame Jackie for thinking that he murdered her. <laughs> he, I mean, he doesn't appreciate it certainly. Um, but he also <clears throat> doesn't, he also understands and well, yeah, he sees it sort of forgives victims. her for it. You know, mm-hmm. I like that. What were you saying, Nick? 
Yeah, just that they both, you know, he kind of sees that they're both victims of this, you know, fantastical, larger than life right. event. Mm-hmm. And I like Jackie's uh, reaction to the TARDIS, which is to like run home and call the police. Um, <laughs> just... Like a normal person. Well, maybe not a yeah. normal person, but like your daughter just showed up after being missing for a mm-hmm. year. And then there's like this giant alien box. Like I'd, mm-hmm. I'd be freaking out. Yeah. No, I really like that a lot. Uh, I like that the government knows who the doctor is. Um, I think that's really good. So that when she calls the police, they're like, oh, the doctor's here. Because mm-hmm. of the keywords. I think that's pretty good. Um, and then the, uh, the, the bittersweet 10 seconds thing at the end. Oh, is my goodness. Heartbreaking. Yeah, I really like how the, you know, and, and again, it's a credit to, to, to Russell T. Davies and not literally, but where he's pointing the camera, I guess, figuratively, is the show really lets the audience feel with Jackie at the end like it you kind of feel like do- the doctor especially is kind of being callous and and a little bit cruel and the audience you know as, as as much fun as we're having with the fantasy it's interesting that the episode does put it in another context and like look this this is having consequences and it's it's kind of it's hurting people mhm mhm and i and i like that um <clears throat> that the doctor is ready for you know he feels like mickey really proved himself and was like why don't you come along? And he's like, I can't do what you guys are doing. That's I can't handle that. That's too much for me. Um, and and he's like, but don't let anyone know. And so he just sort of like pretends that he's putting his foot down. Um, there's like a there's a mutual respect between Nine and Mickey that I really like that I don't think exists between Ten and Mickey. Yeah, well, uh, Ten just because, doesn't care about him. No, and and well, and it's because he has the stupid romantic crush on Rose that mm-hmm. is dumb. Um, and it, it's just, I don't know. And, and, and I do think that Mickey suffers a lot in series two as a character. Um, I think that he becomes like a lot more whiny and um, just not good mm-hmm. uh, in series two. And so as we'll see in uh, next week's episode, it's sort yeah. of, the beginning of that, the the tin dog Mickey, um, the tin dogification of Mickey. Aww. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, any 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 final any other thoughts about uh, Aliens of London, World War Three? Um, I know that earlier you said that this is some of his worst writing, but I think it's really fascinating that. Like it might be some of his worst, but I think it's also some of his best as far as like the oh, character yeah. stuff. So it's kind of a it's kind of a wild ride. These it's a <laughs> it's a mixed bag to say the least. Um, it's a it's it's like a mixed bag of just like the most rotten apples and the best apples you've ever tasted. <laughs> um, and you don't know which apple you're gonna pull out. But you like have to a, eat all of them. It's like um, oh, birdie bots every flavor beans. <laughs> yes oh my god that's exactly what this story is alas earwax uh oh, man. <laughs> it is it is a bunch of fun though like it's yeah. it's so campy and yeah I, mm-hmm. I i definitely i definitely don't walk away being like man i'm so mad i watched that i'm always like what a bunch of goofballs <laughs> 
all the stuff that I like in this, I really, really love. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that the other stuff I, I hate with every fiber of my being. Um, but, uh, oh yeah, one other thing. The uh, the Asian doctor lady. Yeah, oh yeah, to her? yeah. That's that's the Torchwood lady, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Snap. Okay. Yeah. Sato. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. I guess <laughs> that's, that's what, what happens thinking. to her then. No, I've never seen yeah, Torchwood, but Amazon Torchwood. Amazon told me while I was watching the episode. Oh. Okay. Fair enough. That's what happens when you watch it on your laptop. You get that bonus material. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. never bring any of it up. um yeah uh i think i think overall i i do enjoy this episode fine um it's just that the terrible taste of the farting aliens uh (laughs) that just lingers um Mm -hmm. and and i also think that uh just in general Mm-hmm. This doesn't need to be a two-parter. <laughs> sure. I think uh, I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of chuffa in this that you could cut out because their plot, like their 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 evil plan is just so needlessly complicated. Um to like a ridiculous degree where I I just if you cut out all of that, you make it simple, you cut out all the fart jokes. This is a really, really strong, you know, part one to eventual, you know, two-parter with, uh, with the, you know, later in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, as it stands, as a two-parter on its own, it's, it's, I just don't think it's enough to sustain an hour and a half. Um, there's just not enough here to fill 90 minutes, I don't think. You know, and, and I think proof of that is that they had to go back and reshoot stuff. And the st- stuff that they reshot that they added to it was the best, better stuff. Right. It was the stuff that I liked more. Um, and, and yeah, I just, yeah, I, I think, I think if I ever had, like, if I ever got a a wild hair up my ass, I could totally see myself taking this episode and cutting it down to like a 40, 50 minute episode and like a single episode and being like, yeah, this one. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is it. I'd, I'd I'd really like to see if I could do that and uh, make something uh, cohesive and and uh, a little more watchable than I think a lot of this is. So I don't know. Nice. Could give it a shot sometime. Um, I think that's all I got for this. Yeah, I'm good. If you guys are good, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, if you want to visit us online, you can go to duelinggenre.com. That's where we live on the internet. It's where you can find links to all of our shows. If you want to shoot us an email, uh, contact at the doctor's companion.us. We love hearing from you guys. Tweet us at TDC pod and uh, listen to all of our other podcasts. And uh, yeah, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. And we'll see you next time with. I think all three of our, one of our favorite episodes of the show to ever happen, School <laughs> Reunion, uh, Who's a Good Dog. Uh, we'll see you guys later. Yeah.